Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I am Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Okay, so we have to creep first on our girl Tasha because yes. there is some crazy news going on with her. So grocery store Joe turned the world upside down when he revealed on clickbait that Tasha is no longer a host. She's also no longer affiliated with Bachelor Happy Hour. And there are so many theories. Well, and also, and also too, to make it totally official, she removed those from her yes. Instagram bio, but it still says host of the Bachelor, Bachelorette on her profile. Yeah. I wonder if that's like, that's yet to come. Like maybe they haven't really had that conversation yet, but right. No. So that's what I'm just saying. Like the podcast stuff is done. Like done. she is totally not affiliated with it anymore. Why? So let's go through, let's go through <laughs> the theories because okay. what does it mean? Let's go yeah. through what the possible theories, why this could possibly be happening. So I have one, but at mine, I feel like it's a good one though. So I want to do the bad ones first. The okay. bad ones are <laughs> people were saying that they don't want her to be hosting the podcast because everyone else hosting the podcast right now is in like a successful bachelor relationship. But I don't think that's you see, really you're true. saying you're saying they, as in ABC, the powers that be right. Yes. The dark Lords up above. So I know that was my first thought that like, she's no longer with Zach. So then she, they don't want her hosting because she doesn't represent love in the franchise, but they replaced her with Tia Booth who is in a relationship, but not with someone from the show. And right. Natasha's not with someone from the show. Right. So that, that one I think is totally fake. Yeah. I think it's fake, but I think I got where people were coming from with that, but it doesn't check out with everything else. So let's yeah. put that one aside. Okay. The next one, they said that she walked away for her mental health, which could be, um, she posted on Instagram when I was creeping the other day and she said, basically said, um, I've been going through some personal highs and lows. I've needed to take time for myself to process those as well. I only say that to remind you that we're all human. And although social media portrays the perfect day to day, no one is exempt from the roller coaster of life. So that's clearly pointing out that she's going through a time. Yeah. So maybe it was like too much on her plate. Like, look, I just lost my fiance. I think the thing though, with that is that in my opinion would be like an amicable split. And then why would her exit be so quiet and so weird? Because like, it's just her quietly removing things from her Instagram bio. And then she didn't even go on the podcast or release a statement to say like, Hey guys, look, I'm, you know, I'm going through a hard, or hard time or she doesn't even necessarily have to say that, but say like, Hey, like, you know, I'm yeah. taking a step back right now. Like wish you guys the best, like, thanks for having me on blah, blah, blah. The fact that they didn't do that, I think is very telling. But what about this tea? We actually were on us weekly's podcast uh, mm -hmm. earlier this week. And the editor, Sarah told us that Tasha was supposed to go on that podcast and Tasha was supposed to issue a statement and she didn't right. because, um, Sarah was supposed to get the exclusive clip, I guess, right. to yeah. promote clickbait. And then Tasha didn't go on the podcast. Joe just like casually mentions it and then they move on and it's like nothing. So the fact that she, we know firsthand, she was supposed to issue a statement and then didn't. Why? And then also one more thing, and I'm not going to take full credit for this theory because I actually heard Nick Vial say it in his podcast that came out, I think earlier this week but I think it's really smart and important to reiterate when Rachel Lindsay left the bachelor podcast, that was under circumstances where she was very unhappy with the franchise, very vocally. People knew that she was angry, but they still 
had like a little moment where it was like, I'm Rachel, like I'm leaving. Oh, thanks, Rachel. Like we wish you the best. Like they had a little send off for her. Yeah. In spite of all of those circumstances of Rachel leaving. So that's why I'm like, did she get fired or was this like a very angry, like quitting type thing? Cause otherwise there's no reason to not say like, Hey guys, like T is going to be the host now. Like, thank you, Tasha. Like wish you the best, blah, blah, blah. And Tasha also saying that as well. The fact that Tasha is totally quiet on it. Cause Rachel yeah. said stuff as well too. Yeah. This kind of feels like I'm in elementary school and I'm going into class and my teacher's no longer there. And I'm like, well, wait, where did she go? She didn't tell us where she's going. And the principal is just like, <laughs> welcome your new teacher. And we're all just supposed to be like, yay, new teacher. Like I'm excited for Tia. I, I actually am a huge fan of Tia, but it would be nice to know where my original teacher went. Like, how am I going <laughs> right. to, I have homework that I have to submit. You have still. this elementary trauma. Wow. I do. I well, because also to like, have you ever? I've never been fired from a job, but I have like quit a job to go to another job, and it is pretty jarring how like once you are like no longer at that job, like at a certain time and day, everything just turns off, and you're like no longer associated with anything. Like like your email doesn't work anymore, and that that is a very jarring feeling. And that to me feels like kind of what this is. It's not in her bio. She's not even allowed to come on the podcast to say goodbye. She's well, we not don't know allowed if she's to not issue allowed. a statement. But we don't know if she's okay, not Okay, but then why wouldn't she? It's, I just think it's like so weird for her to well, yeah, not. Where's the anger coming from? I think it's probably Tasha because what could ABC be mad at her about? Like, what did she do? Yeah, nothing. I think maybe... Or maybe there was some sort of contract negotiation thing. Like she's like, I'm Tasha. I'm blowing up and getting offers from all this stuff. Pay me more money. And they didn't want to do that. That that I think is probably the most accurate one because I, well, I don't really have an answer. I, I think that one has the most legs. So other theories that they have um, that people are kind of, you know, circulating around the internet that she could be the next bachelorette. I do not think this at all. Oh, I don't see, think she's- I kind of- like me but if she's gonna be the next bachelorette wouldn't abc want her as much in the bachelorette world as possible why would they remove her from the abc affiliated podcasts but what if they want it to be a surprise and they're not ready to announce it yet so it's just they don't say anything i think okay if abc was smart which we know they are not so (laughs) maybe that's a good reason to suspect that this is not what's happening i think taisha having a redo season would make so much sense and be so good because she got like a half-assed couldn't travel. We're stuck in a resort and she's coming in halfway through a season. I'll never get over Tasha and Zach's hometown date where they went to quote unquote New York city. And they're literally right. driving in a cardboard taxi. I literally was looking up these pictures yesterday because I was reminiscing about the good old <laughs> days. And I'm like, what the hell? Like why not just don't do a hometown date if you have to drive in a cardboard taxi? But that's besides the point. Um, we'll see if Tasha is going to be the next Bachelorette. Uh, you guys tell us if if that's what you would want. I mean, I don't know. I I like that it would give the full circle story because we've never had a double, right? Have we? What? Someone who's been the lead twice. Jackie, you need to brush up on your Bachelor trivia. Brad Womack was the only oh. two-time Bachelor. He counts. Okay. Okay. Justice for Brad. That's before my time. I'm young and hip and cool. I don't keep up with the old stuff. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think Tasha would be a great bachelorette. She, I just think she's, she's so beautiful. She's so dynamic. The guys were obviously really into her. If they're smart, they'll bring her back. 
for an actual good real season that she deserves. Right. I agree. I mean, she got a pretty shitty season given the circumstances, but it looks a little weird that she left the podcast without any statement. Well, something clearly went on. Nick uh, said on his podcast that he knows something went on. He, he wouldn't share what happened. Something did happen. That makes me feel like it's possibly bad. Hopefully more details will come out and we'll be able to piece things together. But Taisha posted on her stories. Uh, she was in like a dressing room with a computer, like alluding to the fact that she's working on a new project. So something may be coming with Taisha. Yes, I agree with that. So stay tuned. Okay. The shit show we saw coming for weeks to come, Riley and Marissa are confirmed broken up. They released a statement that said, we have decided to go our separate ways. Never did we imagine this, but we've come to a point where we both need to work on ourselves. Very sad. However, we've beaten the story to death. So we kind of just wanted to like come full circle with this because we've analyzed every little tweet that they've made in the past few weeks. I did think it was interesting that it's been revealed that they have been broken up for weeks. So all of the speculation about, you know, her liking random Instagram posts about being upset or him posting motivational tweets, like those all check out. We weren't crazy just randomly digging into things. They were going through something. I guess they just weren't ready to announce it. Yeah, I mean, which makes sense. Breakups suck and they're hard. And the last thing you want when you're freshly broken up is to have it all over the internet and all over every magazine. So I do get that. It's unfortunate. But yeah, like you said, we've seen it coming. This is not surprising to me. We wish Riley and Marissa the best. We're sorry to see this happen, but we saw it coming and it's not too shocking. So moving on. So, Jackie, have you ever thought to yourself, like, what does Katie Thurston's nipples look like? I'm sure you have thought that before, right? Believe it or not, that is truly never a thought that has crossed my mind. That's so weird. I wake up every morning thinking, damn, I wish I knew what Katie's nipples look like. And lucky for me, it's my lucky lucky. day. (laughs) Katie put out a TikTok basically sharing all about her nipples. So for everyone that's wondering, Katie has inverted nipples. She's very insecure about them, but wanted to shed light on them, not literally figured right. We didn't light. literally see, but she just spoke and described them to us. She's not shining like flashlights on her inverted right. nipples. She's shining right, right. figurative light on her nipples, basically saying justice for all types of nipples, including inverted. And we have the clip of what she said here. You know what's not talked about enough? inverted nipples and I'm just gonna say it I have inverted nipples and I feel like there are guys and girls who need to hear that and hear that it is okay have you ever heard of inverted nipples before no I never have I did not know that was a thing that someone could have yeah and I mean I appreciate her bringing attention to all types of bodies well hopefully other people in the inverted nipple community will come out and feel seen (laughs) share your story please (laughs) yeah share your story I want to hear about your nipples thank you Katie for bringing light to the such a important cause if anyone who listens to the she's all about podcast has inverted nipples and wants to share their truth with us (laughs) let us know you don't have to show them to us, but just like a little, hey. You could if you want, but but we're not <laughs> even going to be just um, exclusive to inverted. Any type of nipples. Any type. If you have... A third nipple. If you have, yeah, multiple nipples. We don't care. We support all nipples here, including Katie's, so... Yes. Moving on. So, apparently, teams played sports over the weekend, and I guess it's some big game for the Super Bowl, right? 
it's well, it's what is it? It's January, so it's probably very close to yeah deciding who will be in the Super Bowl. It's playoffs right now, right? Playoffs. Teams played sports, and Tom Brady's team was in the game. They're the Buccaneers. <laughs> and Ashley, I, and Jared Haven are big Tom Brady fans. Buccaneers, sorry guys, spoiler alert, if you DVR'd the game and haven't watched it by this point. The Buccaneers lost. Mm-hmm. Chiefs won. Google it yourself. This isn't a football podcast. But right. Ashley, I took to her Instagram stories. She was obviously very upset that Tom Brady's team lost. She took to her Instagram and actually made it about her her future son. And this is what she said on Instagram. If the Bucks would have pulled off that comeback completely, I would have considered changing our child's name to Brady, or at least the middle name. Okay, I <laughs> went to school in Boston, and this is like so classic person from New England vibes. Even though I know Ashley is not from New England, Jared is. And their obsession with Tom Brady in those parts is like unreal absolutely unreal this is very par for the course i feel like for someone with new england roots and you know what poor dawson dimitri that she's (laughs) selling his name on amazon live if you guys listened last week you obviously know ashley and jared essentially sold their baby name to amazon live they revealed that it's dawson dimitri and now she's basically potentially taking it back kind of not being fully set in stone that it's dawson because had tom brady won it could have been brady dimitri or or dawson Dawson brady or dawson brady so i shared on instagram (laughs) um like what do you guys think of the name I got so many comments about this. So I think the fact that they've had to explain so hard that it's Dawson, as in Jack Dawson from Titanic. Like, why didn't you just name him Jack? Or why didn't you just name him Leonardo? If you really wanted to, like, I don't know, honor a movie that you love or like his whole life, no one's going to say, oh, hi, Dawson. Hey, is that Jack Dawson? Is that in reference to Jack Dawson from Titanic? It's going to always be Dawson. Oh, where's Pacey? Like, no one's ever going to think that this is a Titanic reference. So they're going to literally have to, like, dress this kid like Jack Dawson from Titanic the rest of his life. (laughs) Like every single Halloween is Jack Dawson from (laughs) Titanic. I don't know, but also I'm like, I guess I think once they get to normal life, when it's not like, oh, we're on Amazon Live selling our baby's name, I don't know if they'll always have to like explain it to every single person they meet. They'll know in their hearts what the meaning of the name is, and and that should be enough. But also, I don't get, also, I don't have a baby, so like, you, you let me know. I think people who go so over the top with naming their child something that's like named after something and has a meaning because this is my favorite movie or this was my favorite song growing up or this was this. I'm like, can't we just pick a name that's like normal or just a name that you think sounds nice? Or like the whole like over having to explain the reason why you're naming a child something and based on a reference of something in your life, just name them Mike or... (laughs) I do. So I have a baby. um, So I know how the baby naming process goes. And I wouldn't commit, like people would ask about the name. I told them we probably are doing this. Um, My son's name is Charlie, not Charles, just Charlie. Mm -hmm. And um, I never wanted to fully commit to that to anyone because I didn't want to be held to that. I'm like, I don't want a blanket that says Charlie. I don't want a sign that says Charlie because I don't want to push that baby out and then be like, well, now I have to name him Charlie. What if I had like a differing opinion? I wanted that freedom to change. I feel like you sold this name to Amazon Live. You kind of don't really have that much wiggle room. You always have, you know, you could if you really wanted to, but like it's 
pretty weird. Well, and I think that's just a huge slap in the face to your loyal fans who actually tuned the fuck in to see your reveal. <laughs> I think it's funny that they just shilled out the name. And here she is saying, well, if Tom Brady would have won, we could have potentially made it Brady. Like, well... Does Amazon Live mean nothing to you, Ashley? Like, we just went through this whole journey with you. Also, just, like, save it for the next kid. Like, your second child is going to literally have the most boring name of, like, (laughs) I'm not going to say a name. I don't want to offend anyone's name, but. Dawson's sitting in her her womb right now, and he's like, what the fuck, Ashley? Or what the fuck, Mom? (laughs) I know. Like, Dawson likes the name Dawson for himself. You announced my name, and now all of a sudden, like, all Tom Brady has to do is score a couple touchdowns and you're going to totally change my name. Bullshit. Okay, but it's, it's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. That's the way they talk up there. Tom Brady, Duncan, Harvard. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. So Anna Redman, we've basically revealed on this podcast that she has something going on with Chris Bukowski. Now, spoiler alert, Chris Bukowski is coming on later this episode to do an interview, and we do talk about this. However, Anna and Chris haven't made anything public, but that doesn't stop Anna from making a TikTok about all of the intercourse she's having. I have been having intercourse. (laughs) Just so much sex. And I feel weird making TikToks in front of a man. I don't know why, I need to get over that. Quote, so much sex. Damn, Chris Bukowski, okay. Chris Bukowski can make a headboard rattle like a sailor on leave. He's got it going on. I certainly did not. Basically, people have been questioning her like, hey, like she makes a lot of TikToks. Why haven't you been making TikToks? And she's like, I'm having so much sex. That's just such a funny thing to say. Like, guys, I've had a lot on my agenda recently, but it's just like sex all the time. It's like sex with Chris, sex with Chris. I'm late for my meeting. <laughs> yeah, so I thought this was, um, this is definitely interesting. So she's confirming that she is, in fact, knocking boots with someone. Who's mm-hmm. that someone? I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's 100% Chris Bukowski. However, she hasn't confirmed that yet. So we you'll do have question- to listen to the end of the episode yeah. where we do question him. We flat out ask Chris. So you will get your confirmation in some way later this episode and then this is a couple we could potentially start shipping totally hopefully they keep all that sex going on to keep the the relationship yes very healthy yes super healthy i'm very (laughs) very happy for them for their health yes yes (laughs) okay so we're going to move on to clayton's corner and that's just basically when we talk about the show we're not going to recap the entire thing we're just going to talk about our favorite highlights so jackie will you meet me over in the corner um one second let me grab all of my belongings and walk to the corner okay you're always (laughs) late to the corner and to be honest it's it's rude okay i'm here okay so i liked this episode Uh, i really ruffled some feathers online monday night when I posted that I think Clayton's looking like a snack, and apparently I am the only person on planet Earth that thinks that. Yeah. I I like Clayton. I think he's cute, and I think this episode really showed him in a different light that he's like, I don't know, the circle talk date. Girls were opening up about really serious things, and he, I felt like his responses to everything, like in the past, when a bachelor's put on the spot, they're like, thank you so much. Totally. For opening up. And, like, they don't know how to react because they're like, what the fuck? This is, like, really heavy. He did such a good job at, like, speaking with all the girls. And I don't know. I feel like we're finally seeing him in a different light. And 
it was really refreshing to see. Well, I agree with you that I think it made, it painted Clayton in a very good light and I found it very attractive, his responses to a lot of these girls' stories and just, you know, him sharing his own vulnerabilities and being so, he really is so earnest and I do think we're seeing more of that as the um, season is progressing and that to me is like an appealing thing, not, I don't know, I feel like we have, we didn't know much about him, I guess, before and now we're finally getting to know more. The one thing I will say, though, yes, emotionally he was more attractive, but the stylist is doing him <laughs> dirty. Because even in that <laughs> that post that you said, oh, is Clayton looking like a snack? I'm like, in his magenta crew sweater? Like, no, I hated that sweater. Oh, I like it. his fucking hoodie with blazer combo. Well, the hoodie, like, yeah, I'm so ugh. glad I wasn't the only one to notice the hoodie and blazer. However, in that magenta tight sweater, <laughs> I can see his... Nipples. I don't know if they're inverted or not, but mm-hmm. I was like, mm, Clayton. I, I like I like the way you work it, Clayton. Okay, you um, like magenta sweaters. Got yeah. It. I am not on Team Schnee. I feel like this episode, is it just me or like, like something feels off about no, this does. whole situation and how obsessed she is with Elizabeth? Like this doesn't feel like just classic Bachelor villain no, stuff. I think... Like, something feels very off with how Shanae is acting. I feel like she knows that going in. She's kind of researched what she needs to do, and she thinks that she needs to really, like, zero in on one person. But everyone's like, what did Elizabeth... Like, there's literally no reason yeah. for her behaving this way other than the fact that she's like, well, I'm the villain, and the villain is supposed to do X, Y, Z. And it's not right. entertaining to watch because, like, also the villain typically has a decent relationship with the lead. Like, Olivia, people didn't like her because Ben liked her. And she got a lot of right. time and she stole him away. And I don't believe for a second that Clayton likes Shanae. No one thinks right. that Shanae is going to win. You're supposed to at least, like, see the villain as a threat. And she's just playing this wrong. I usually try to be, obviously, very aware of production. And I give people the benefit of the doubt on this show because we know of how they can manipulate certain things but I am like shocked by the things that are coming out of her mouth not Frankenbit like legitimately I'm seeing her mouth say the words I don't get why producers who are typically very good at their job aren't doing a better job at like getting real drama there's nothing here or at least faking some drama to give a like a legitimate reason on the show as to why Shanae yeah. would be annoyed with Elizabeth. Like cut something together to make it look like Elizabeth did whatever for the sake of this plot line. But it just, if I don't know, if I'm always like you, like more team villain. I find them pretty entertaining, and usually I think everyone's more or less kind of on the same page. So this is a show. Something about this just feels really off to me, and I don't like it. What do you think about Cassidy leaving? I think she is someone, I think we may have talked about this, I don't remember if it was on the show or off the show, that I think she went on to the show trying to get a villain edit and was like, okay, these are all the boxes you need to check because this is how you stay on the show at least for a significant period of time. You do you say the, these things, you do these things, and that's how you get this villain edit. And I think she just played her hand like one step too far. It's like a very fine line and the thing that was so stupid of her to me was, you know, why would you say to someone, oh, yeah, I have this friends with benefits at home, blah, 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 blah. Like, because that's what ended up kind of being her demise. But I think she really was trying to ride that line. I think she wanted to start that rumor. I think she wanted it to be like, okay, she's over here having an amazing relationship with Clayton. And then there's this rumor going around of like, oh, but did you hear she has someone back at home? Like, oh, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. 
Um, and it just kind of blew up in her face because I think she took it like truly one step too far. Yeah, either that or she was so calculated and then just totally misstepped by telling Sierra that about her friends with benefits guy, which is why I think she would make a perfect match with that guy, Ryan, the documents guy, who like, yeah. I fucking like, anytime I can bring Ryan into a meme, I get so excited because I think that is one of my favorite scenes of all time. Like the guy that brings the <laughs> notebook binder yeah. filled with notes about how to be on the show. And then he gets sent home because he couldn't follow his own rules like I feel like she's in the same way when the girl was like she asked me what I was gonna say on my exit interview like okay she's calculated yes. that that's why she's calculated because no one's sitting there thinking okay what am I gonna say here what am I gonna say in my exit interview what am I gonna do th when this happens what if I get this rose like that's being calculated and that's you purposely trying yeah. to win and whatever totally. I wish these villains would do a better job to be honest yeah and then the shrimp we're really going hard on making shrimp and trying to make it like shrimp gate, kind of like champagne I literally gate. wrote down shrimp gate. Um, That's what people yes. are calling it. And it's like champagne gate from Peter season. Well, the funny thing to me is like Elizabeth quote unquote made shrimp for the whole house, but then was mad that Shanae yeah. took half. So it's like, you're telling me you made 15 shrimp for like 25 girls in the house? I think it's funny that she was pissed that Shanae took so much. And then later when Clayton addresses her. She's like, I made her lunch the other day. Like, you made her lunch against your will, Elizabeth. You did not want yeah. her taking that shrimp, and you complained the whole time. Also, do people just eat shrimp when they're when they're hungry? I'm not a shrimp eater. You would literally just have a plate of shrimp. Like, is do, it I, do I make that like on a day to day basis? No, but I love shrimp. If someone was like, Hey, I made like sauteed up some shrimp, I'd be like, Okay. <laughs> you don't like shrimp? I've not. No, I'm not like a real seafood person. But um, but yeah, I thought she said I made her lunch. Like, did you? <laughs> yeah, did like, you is this though, a girl? full balanced meal? <laughs> yeah. Just garlicky, buttery shrimp. Yeah, those are mostly my main things from this app. Yeah, next week looks like it's gonna be really good. I hope it picks up a little bit. I want to see more heated drama, real yeah. drama, or at least better manufactured drama. Yes, and I agree. Maybe a little less shrimp. I could do without. No, I, although we saw in the preview, we did see more shrimp. I know. More shrimp is I know. coming. Oh, wait, one thing I did have. Um, so when Clayton was watching the Cassidy scene unfold, he tweeted, oh boy, what I was being told then and what I'm seeing now is like watching two different movies. Sierra responds to him. She goes, we tried to tell you, Clayton. She did. What do you mean, what I'm being told then? Sierra told you point blank exactly the story. You right. then listened to Cassidy, who then like danced around the story. Uh, Clayton, rookie mistake, honestly. Come on, Clayton. Like, come on. Study up before you go on to be the lead of this show. That's the oldest trick in the book. And keep wearing those maroon shirts. Maroon or magenta? Oh, yeah. Get me out of this corner. <laughs> so last week I told you guys about Beachbody On Demand and how easy and convenient it was to just work out whenever I want, wherever I want, and changing it up so I never get bored. So this weekend I actually tried out a class called Hip Hop Abs and now it literally hurts when I laugh. So 
I need, Jack, you cannot make me laugh as we record this episode <laughs> because I'm so sore and I'm like, I have to tell the listeners of She's All Batch because you guys need to try this class. I'm so freaking sore right now. Wait, I want to try that one. I have not tried that one yet, but I've really been loving all the yoga classes because I can literally do it on my lunch break in my pajamas and I don't have to lug my yoga mat all the way downtown for like a 45 minute class and this ends up taking like two hours. It becomes a two hour ordeal. They also have this class called Morning Meltdown, which is only 22 minutes and it's designed to do in the mornings. So you can start your day feeling strong strong and accomplished and I can work out at home and be comfortable and not worry about what I look like and really just knock it out, save time. That's a huge thing for me because if I have 30 minutes that I want to dedicate to working out, I don't want to spend 15 of them getting dressed and traveling there. That is so mm -hmm. huge for me. So the fact that I can just like put my laptop on the floor, do an ab workout really quick, bang it out and be done. It's so, it's just such a time saver and so convenient. And with over 1500 workouts to choose from, it's pretty much impossible to get bored, which is really important for me. I tend to get really excited about working out if it's something new and fun. And then a week or two later, I'm like totally over it. And since there are so many classes to choose from, it really keeps things new and fresh. And we wanna make sure you guys can check out Beachbody as well and see for yourself. So you can actually try Beachbody On Demand for 14 days free if you go to beachbody.com slash batch. That's beachbody.com slash B-A-C-E. So check it out, sign up, maybe try a few classes for free and see how you feel. But please DM me and let me know if you find a class that you're loving because I am really trying to mix it up and I'm open to suggestions. Join us and start for free today. Go to beachbody.com slash batch to get 14 days totally free. That's beachbody.com slash batch, B-A-C-H. Results may vary based on starting point and effort. So we're gonna kick off Bachelor Encounters, and if you're new here, that's when you guys submit your stories with Bachelor Nation stars in the wild, and then we read them on air. So I have someone that submitted a story about Pilot Pete's dad, because we're gonna count oh him, God. or we're gonna okay. count him as a Bachelor star, because you know what, his whole family's on Cameo, so he's pretty much a Bachelor star. I was gonna say, like, I consider Barb a Bachelor star, so it's only right to consider the whole family. Right. Exactly. Justice for Peter's dad. He's the OG um, pilot Pete. Oh, yes. Peter, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. So she writes, my husband works with TSA at Denver Airport. There he's encountered both Peter's dad and Blake Horstman. We're going to go into the Peter's dad thing first. Okay. With Peter's dad, Peter Sr., he was mm. just a little shocked to be recognized as part of the Bachelor franchise <laughs> by another man. Oh, and in general, but okay. <laughs> my husband asked how Peter was doing. This was probably early 2020. Peter Sr. said he's been okay, hard at work. My husband then asked if he thought Peter would find love. Peter Sr. said that he thought it was in the cards for him. Like a sweet Aww. little dad. Well, so I'm trying to think of the timeline. So early 2020, is that while Peter's season is airing? Because I remember, okay, Peter's finale, I remember watching it with friends. So that must have been right before the pandemic, like a week or two before. So that was probably while his season was airing. It was early 2020, yeah, so Peter's season was airing. So the dad couldn't say anything, so fair. Right, um, But the yeah. dad was wrong about finding love, though, so. 
Okay, well, I think it is important to know the timing of all of this because, okay, so Peter's season is airing, I'm assuming, if this is the beginning of 2020. So that means Barb is not the household name phenomenon that she will become later on at the end of Peter's season. So Peter's dad is probably even more taken aback that he's getting recognized because he didn't even have that much airtime leading up until that. That's kind of crazy, honestly, for this person to recognize him. Right? Yeah. And I mean, at this point, um, all he's known for is like, clapping over enthusiastically about his, his kid son having sex having, yeah his son admits <laughs> to having sex four times in a windmill like that was his right. claim to fame at that point in time so yeah i mean you know what he should count his lucky stars that people are recognizing him and wanting to ask about him and he seems like a great guy is he gonna get on cameo now probably i'm honestly <laughs> we have not checked at this as, at this point of recording so who knows if Peter's dad is on Cameo. Okay, so this person, her husband also had an encounter with Blake Horseman because he okay. uh, works at an airline. So Blake Horseman. Um, so this took place a week after Katie, after the final Rose aired. He was flying from Denver to LA and actually planned to meet for dinner with Katie and Blake. Katie Thurston and Blake Moynes, the former oh couple. Yeah, hard to hard to remember way back when. He was very nice and personable, even agreed to take a pic with my husband. Okay, well, so how did they know that Blake I is going to see Katie and other Blake? I'm a, I mean, he had to have disclosed had a conversation that information. I do find it interesting, though. So, like, because Blake Horseman wasn't at any sort of, like, bachelor reunion or after the final rose or whatever. So for him to be flying to L.A. <laughs> to not do, like, a TV thing and j- literally just to get dinner with Katie and, and Blake, other Blake, yeah. is kind of weird, right? It's kind of an unlikely pairing that, like, Blake would get on an airplane right after the after the final rose to go see Katie and Blake, but maybe they have a friendship we didn't know about. Yeah, or maybe there was some other event or something. Because, yeah, to fly out there just to get dinner with them feels random if he doesn't have any other business in the town. But, I mean, hey, uh, that's nice that he took a picture with her husband because we actually have another Bachelor encounter about Blake coming up, and he doesn't seem so nice in the second one. So let's move on. So this one, um, it's about, I have to tell a whole story first. My sister and two friends and I went to the taping of Paradise Reunion in August 2019. I remember Derek Peth, Mike Johnson, and Connor S. being friendly with the audience. Dylan and Hannah were very cute and even took a tequila shot together during the break. Dylan opened the door for me and some other audience members, which was very nice of him. The only rude person was Blake Horstman. The taping ended at 8 p.m. and they brought a bunch of sandwiches for the audience members that were on a table for us outside. As the audience members were getting the sandwiches, my sister overheard Blake say, why do they get to eat before us? In what she described as an incredulous tone. So Blake, maybe he was just hangry. Well, I think also too, like that was a very bad reunion for him personally. I feel like he was probably just like pissed off in a bad mood under a lot of stress. Um, So I'm willing to give him a pass on this one for being a little hangry after the situation (laughs) yeah he probably needed a snickers he just wasn't himself and you know he wanted that sandwich and you guys were getting in line and get out of the way Blake was hungry it truly happens to the best of us yes I feel like I felt that way yeah sometimes we've all been there moving on in October 2018 my friends and I ran into Joe and Kendall at Tiki Bar in Hollywood they were there with Kendall's family and were both incredibly sweet this was right before Joe was about to go on Dancing with the Stars and him and Kendall were dancing together at the bar 
They seemed yeah. really happy together, so I was kind of surprised they broke up. That just Aww. breaks my little heart. I mean, me too. Obviously, Joe is moved on and happy. Um, but I really did like him and Kendall together, and I'm I was still really confused why why they couldn't make it work. Yeah, no. It, also, too, like it just seems like Joe and Kendall really genuinely had a lot of fun together. Like, could you picture Serena and Joe dancing at a tiki bar? Because I honestly can't. Yeah, I mean, I I do think that Joe and Kendall may have shared their life on social media a little bit differently than Joe and Serena do. Like, we we do That's get valid. glimpses of yeah. their relationship now, but I feel like it's like. I don't know. They are more private. Yeah, so there could be a lot more going on behind the scenes that we don't know about between Joe and Serena. Right. Cutie little moments. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were so public. Like, grocery store Joe was, like, at peak fame when he was dating Kendall. Then he was going on Dancing with the Stars. Like, Kendall is an L.A. girl and I think more open in general about her personal life than Serena has seemingly been on the show. So, yeah, it could all be an optical illusion. I don't know. Yeah. Rounding out the end of Bachelor Encounters, we have a little bit of uh, a hefty one to unpack. It's about our girl, Michelle, and someone basically was in the same bar as her recently and has a little bit of a story to share. So they write, "Uh, Michelle was at the same bar as the second runner-up without her fiancé tonight. I heard her say, quote, I just can't do it after her friend she was with talked to him, talked to Joe, I'm assuming, Um, So Mm -hmm. I said, can you give more details? What bar? Any photos? She said, yes. I tried to get photos, but I couldn't. It was too obvious. She did, however, send me. She took a video and just like turned around in the bar. Like, and you see (laughs) Michelle, like if you freeze frame it, you see Michelle looking like, I know what the fuck you're doing. Whatever. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's funny. She said it was the loop in Minneapolis. And she said when her friend came back over, Michelle was upset. So Michelle got upset at this bar. Joe was apparently at the exact same bar. She overheard her say, I just can't do this. We have no clue if like what the pieces of the puzzle are. Obviously, the way she's writing it to me kind of sounds like she could be saying, I just can't do this. I can't be with Nate anymore. I just can't do this. I can't be around Joe. Maybe she's saying, I can't do this. I can't take this tequila shot because I'm too drunk. Like we don't really know the context of what she was saying. But she did say that she looked very upset. Um, there's one more message. So basically she said she, um, she didn't watch the season, but she had friends confirm who they were. She said she was watching this all unfold, watching Michelle get upset and kind of watch the play-by-play and didn't even piece together that these people were like on a TV show and this is pretty major Mm -hmm. that they were in the same place. She said, then Joe ended up deciding to leave with a group of girls as they walked by and invited him out. So like literally girls are walking out apparently take Joe with him, he leaves. And then Michelle was upset after he left. So that's the story from her. It's a little messy. Hmm. So is it apparent that her and Joe were hanging out like more or less in the same group or or they just happened to be in the same place? I don't think they were necessarily hanging out. I think they were in the same place. I'm sure they gave some sort of, I like, mean, hello, didn't, wait, yes. wait a second. Recently, didn't she take a picture? It was, was Joe, bring that Nate, up. and her. Yes. So I'm sure like, they were cordial and they said hi. I don't know if they were like right. chummy at the bar, but like it's not totally crazy. They both live in Minneapolis. It's not that wild right. that they no, were both exactly. at this bar in Minneapolis. Um, mm-hmm. But Nate wasn't with her. She seemed upset and she was overheard saying, I just can't do this. So, I mean, take it as what you will. We don't know necessarily what that means, but it's definitely something. 
Yeah, I guess my two theories are like it's either about Nate or it's about seeing Joe and there's some sort of lingering unsolved situation. Although I was going to bring up, though, that photo, they have all seemed to hang out, Michelle, Nate, and Joe, since the show. So it would seem like everyone's kind of friendly and on good terms, which then leads me to the Nate theory. I think it could maybe be about Nate. I also think it could be about literally anything. Like, we don't know the context of the conversation. Um, I don't think it's lingering feelings because if she had that strong feelings for Joe, she could have taken him to the final two. And she chose two other people over him. She had her reasons to let him go. She's hung out with him, voluntarily hung out with him. Not like it was like... It wasn't like an ABC event that she had to see him at. No, like they right. were literally hanging out. So I don't know if it's lingering feelings. But it could be, like you said, I can't do this anymore because I already took four tequila shots and I don't want this fifth one. And then why is she upset? Because she's drunk from the tequila shots. I don't know. Okay. We're painting a completely different story. but <laughs> I know. I mean, there's truly no way to know. We can sit here and speculate all day long. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's interesting. I do think where there's smoke, there's fire. And... Things have not been seemingly perfect with Nate and Michelle since the show. I think that's what I will conclude from all of that. Same. And I've said this before. I think Nate's a great guy. I obviously think Michelle is a great girl. I think they had a lot of chemistry on the show. I don't think that means that they are meant to be together married forever. I think there have been a few things that have happened recently that may allude to the fact that they're not supposed to be together forever. But obviously, I hope that, you know... If they can work things out, and I hope they make it to the end. And you know. Yeah, no, it's like we obviously want Michelle to be happy. Um, I, my formal opinion is she picked the wrong person. I think Brandon yeah. was the guy for her. Um, again, just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, but I think Michelle is a great girl and does deserve to have love in her life. So if things are going well with Nate, I wish her the best, and I think that's great. If things are a little rocky with Nate, hopefully they can – figure it out whether that's together or going their separate ways and shit happens. I don't know. People break up and they survive. Yeah. It's not the end of the world and we're not saying they are either. (laughs) To sum up, we don't know. These are just our theories and our thoughts. Yeah. And the person that submitted this was under the impression that she was upset about something when her friend Mm -hmm. basically pointed out like, okay, that's that guy that she dated on the show. This is this girl, blah, blah, blah. She kind of came to the assumption that she was upset over something to do with her relationship, given that she just saw her ex, she's upset, and she's overheard what she overheard her say. Um, yeah. So we'll see if anything comes of this. Who knows? Um, but yeah, if you want to submit a story for Bachelor Encounters in the future, please DM me at She's All Batch and tell me the story that you encountered, and we'll read it on air. Okay, so we need to take a second and talk to you guys about Bright Sellers. Every single week when I'm watching the show, I like to have a glass of wine. And lately, I kind of want to switch things up, but I don't know how to find brands of wine that I would like, especially without wasting money on wines that I don't like. So finding the perfect wine can be a little bit intimidating, and it doesn't have to be. And that is where Bright Cellars comes in. Bright Cellars is really cool because it uses a wine algorithm to match you with wines that you are guaranteed to love. So all you have to do is take their 30-second quiz, and they'll match you with wines based on things that you know you like, like your favorite type of chocolate or your favorite type of juice. And I found the quiz to be like really cool because I'm answering questions about myself. So I'm like, oh, which do I prefer? This type of drink or this type of drink, this type of food? So it was a self-absorbed moment for myself, which I enjoyed. (laughs) So 
Each wine comes with an education card that includes information on the region the wine is from, tasting notes, and food pairings and serving temperatures. So you can have like the perfect little wine tasting party for you and your girlfriends and have Bright Cellars with you. So the best part is that if you do not like a bottle of wine, Bright Cellars offers a delight guarantee and will send you a replacement bottle in your next order. Which Wait, is like that is so cool. So you can kind of like experiment and maybe step outside mm-hmm. your comfort zone. And if it ends up being a flop, like Bright Cellars has you covered. You can always switch up the amount of reds, whites, and rosés if you're a seasonal wine drinker, and you can skip an order also whenever you want. And with Valentine's Day right around the corner, this could be the perfect gift for that special wine lover in your life. Yeah, so we are obsessed with Bright Cellars, and for a limited time, She's All Batch listeners can get 50% off their first six-bottle wow. box by going to brightcellars.com slash batch one that's S-H-E-S-A-L-L-B-A-C-H-1. It is basically six bottles of wine for the price of three. You can't beat savings like this, people. So to get 50% off your first box, head to brightsellers.com. That's B-R-I-G-H-T-C-E-L-L-A-R-S.com backslash She's All Batch 1. Bright Sellers, helping you discover wine you love. So, um, yeah, I have my old friend here, Chris Bukowski. You know Chris from Bachelor, Bachelor Pad, Bachelor in Paradise. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the She's All Batch podcast. Of course. Thanks for having me. So you go way back on this show. Your first appearance, I actually had to Google this because I was surprised, but it was 2012 when you first went on the show. Yeah, almost 10 years now. Did you ever (laughs) think that like when you were 25, like what you were getting yourself into? I had no idea. That's why um, it was so much fun early on and then progressively got worse as, <laughs> you know, I did it longer and longer. Um, I had to go into it with zero expectations. And, you know, after the first show, um, obviously it was a good experience. So I was like, all right, let's do this again. And um, then it kind of just, you know, snowballed. What do you mean by that? We have more questions about that later on, but I'm just curious since you say every time progressively we got worse, what do you mean? Um, so, you know, at the beginning, like I never really watched the show. So I didn't know what I was really getting myself into. So everything was super authentic and, you know, no fame, no, you know, no expectation. Uh, And then, you know, even before I was done watching the first season of Bachelorette that I was on, I started filming Bachelor Pad. So I didn't even get to watch uh, Bachelorette. And then you just kind of, you just, you're just more yourself. You don't really know what's going on. So it's, it's just more fun, you know? Yeah. That makes sense to me. So you were innocent and naive in Emily's season. And then as you went on, you, you kind of knew, you know, you knew how to play the game a little bit more, but. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like when I left my, I left from my parents' house, uh, when I went to bachelorette, I was like, listen guys, I'll probably be home in like a week. You know, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. You know, I stayed all the way through hometown. So after that, you get a little bit of confidence, you know, and then, you know, I was like the featured person on bachelor pad. Uh, so, you know, you get a little bit of an ego, especially at 25 and, um, but yeah, you, you just kind of feel like, you know, what's, what's going on when in theory you really don't. Um, well, I want to just ask one quick question about Emily season, just because I'm curious, starting at the beginning, you, you came out of the limo and night one, you had like bobbleheads for her. It was like a Chris and an Emily bobblehead. Did you have those made or did production give them to you? I had those made. Wow. Um, you know, what's crazy too. I, someone sent me a Google alert from the bobblehead hall of fame the other day and <laughs> the, those bobbleheads made the hall of fame. Wow. <laughs> where did yeah. you, where do you get bobbleheads made? This is so, so at the time I was working in like corporate 
uh, partnerships for us for sports. Um, so we did a lot of kind of giveaway items at sports games. So we just kind of I already had that relationship. Um, and they were more than happy to obviously, you know, yeah. get, uh, exposure. Oh, that's so funny. I thought for sure our producers like, Hey, Chris, like, look, we got you these bobbleheads, go give them to Emily. Right. But yeah. You would think that was a producer move, but it was my idea and they just, they really liked it. So they ran with it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what, that you were a front runner on that season. So they probably wanted to take your lead. Like you said, you made it to the final four. Um, did you think that you were going to be the one that she chose? Yeah. Um, so when we got to hometowns, I was freaking out. I was in Chicago. I remember I was in the hotel and I was just like writing down all these things like, all right, how am I going to afford to be married right now? You know, she had a six-year-old kid. Um, yeah. So I wasn't like mentally prepared for all that going into it. Uh, Cause like I said, I had zero expectations and I actually really did like her, um, you know, looking back and after the show, you're like, oh, that probably would have never worked out. Um but yeah, so I thought at that point, again, like I didn't really know anybody else's relationship with her at that time. Um, so I was pretty confident in, you know, in our relationship. So uh, I did. I did for a few days. I thought we were definitely going to get engaged. Who did you think um, was your biggest competition then? I thought Ari was um, just because I don't know. Um, I guess he was the oldest out of all of us, um, most probably established and uh, I just seemed like just from like we were like bunk mates in the mansion and kind of throughout the whole thing. So okay. just kind of hearing about his relationship, it just seemed like he was he was the guy. Yeah, I feel like everyone kind of saw him as like one of the front runners that season. Um, but speaking of Ari, I'm just personally curious. He and Jeff used to be besties and they pretty much made it clear uh, a few years ago on Twitter that they're no longer on good terms. And I know that you were friends with both of them at some point. Do you have any information on this? I, you know, your guess is as good as mine. Um, I talked to them separately here and there. I talked to probably Ari more than Jeff, um, but it's nothing we really even talk about at this point. But uh, right. yeah, it seemed like a pretty dramatic kind of ending there to their romance. Yeah. And I feel like one of them has to shed some light on it because this is just rude. You left us all with like half the story. I know. I mean, I want to know, you know? I, okay. Well, you know what? You go and text Ari and then report back. Yeah. I'll see, I'll see what, I, what kind of tea I can get. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So as you said, you, uh, you later after Emily's season went on to bachelor pad, but actually wait, wasn't Andy's first or which is what's the order? Bachelorette, Bachelor Pad, uh, Bachelor in Paradise, then no, and Andy's, then Bachelor in Paradise one. I just kind of like to block <laughs> a lot of that, you know, a lot of that out. You know, I go from yeah. Bachelor, I go from Bachelor Pad to uh, Paradise six in my mind. Kind of the rest <laughs> is a blur. Doesn't even matter. Literally, I mean, Bachelor in Paradise two was a blur. I don't remember being there because um, I went there and uh, they, I was the last one on on Paradise two, and I was just like, this was was dumb. Um, everyone's kind of coupled up, just really unfair to like even send people out that late, you know? I think the whole sending people out late in paradise is a crazy concept to me. When you're in the hotel room that whole time, do you have any sort of concept of like what part of the show that they are filming while you're waiting or like, do they explain to you, oh, you're coming on paradise, but we're putting you at the end or kind of like, how does that all work? Yeah. So I would say the only time I knew that I didn't know where I, when I was going on was Paradise 2. Um, so I had no idea. I was like one of the last people on. Um, mm -hmm. First season of Paradise, I knew I was the first person coming on the beach as far as after the original cast came out. And then Paradise 6, I wasn't going to go on the show unless I was part of the original cast. Um, so 
Yeah. But I know a lot of people have no idea. I know a lot of people sit in that hotel room for 10 days and they never even make the, the set. Right. Right. Do pe- is that something people ne- try to negotiate beforehand? Because like that sucks to go all the way down there and then not even get on the beach or coming on at the end, I think also sucks, but yeah, yeah. I think, you know, you only have so much leverage if it's your first okay. time living in paradise. Um, but again, like if you're, you know, someone that they really want, they're probably going to listen to you or they'll have a really good plan for you. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's tough. I, you know, I like last time I went on, I just told them like, there's no way I'm not, I'm going on later. Were you ever asked to be the bachelor? Yeah. So it was, um, we had like a discussion about it, um, right towards the, when I got eliminated on bachelorette. Uh, so, but it was more like they had this whole plan for me to kind of obviously be the bad guy in bachelor pad. So, um, you know, I was young at the time and I think I was way too young to be the bachelor. Uh, so if they were like, yeah, go do bachelor pad. It was like, they could have told me to do anything at that point. And I would have done it. Um, and then there was kind of like some talk, very brief talk, like when I was gone for a while um, before I came on to paradise as well. Oh, to bring you back. Yeah. As the lead. It was, I don't know if they're, I think they were just kind of like dangling that in front just so I can come back on paradise. Cause I was, I was done with all of this, you know, like I was yeah. um, before paradise. I, I, I literally disappeared, didn't do anything with the show for like three years. So I was dating someone forever. So uh, I totally just kind of disconnected from it. Well, that's something I wanted to ask you about. You were quote unquote retired. You yeah. put out a statement, um, you on TV, you talked to Chris Harrison about it, that you were retired. So when people saw you um, as a part of the cast for Bachelor in Paradise season six, people were surprised, pleasantly surprised, but surprised. Um, so what was it that got you to come back? Um, so for me, the biggest thing was, is that I felt like at the, at the, at that point, I felt like I had zero expectations again. Like I was the first time I went on the show okay. just because I knew nobody. I literally knew nobody on that cast. Um, I met, um, I think I met Clay like once before in Chicago so for me, it was like, I want to go into as authentic as possible again, and possibly actually meet somebody. Um, and again, like you got to remember when I was doing the show, social media wasn't that big. Like we weren't doing ads and all that stuff. And I feel like the show started to lose the authenticity behind it. And I really liked that. Um, so I just kind of, I'm like, I didn't even tell my parents. I really didn't tell anybody um, until about like three or four days before I left. Oh, wow. Oh, I thought you were going to say three or four days before it started airing. <laughs> No, that would be crazy though. That would be crazy. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I told them cause you know, they knew I was like working out like really hard and you know, doing all this <laughs> stuff. So like, why is Chris working out so hard? Um, oh, that's but funny. yeah. Did they um, have to offer you more money to come back though? No. Um, for me, it's really, I don't, you know, it's never really about that. You know, I do my own thing um, outside of all this stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, for me, it was just like, you know, I wanted a true opportunity. So I wanted to be part of the original cast um, I would have honestly, like, they didn't have to really, I would have done it for free at that, you know, it's, you wanted the experience more so than anything. I else. wanted the experience. And again, I felt like it was a good time. Um, again, like I was dating some for a while and that ended. So it was like, you know, let's give it a go and, um, see what happens. Obviously on that season, you got engaged to Katie on the show. Um, can you talk a little bit about kind of the whole, scenario where you get engaged under the show I think um, a lot of people have said in the past you know they really want the engagement they really kind of make it seem like it's literally go home break up or get engaged Um, did you kind of feel those kinds of pressures or kind of what was your thought process at the end of the season with Katie 
Yeah, I think unfortunately going into it, I had the idea in my head that I was going to leave the show engaged. And I think, you know, production kind of had that idea as well, right? Bring Chris back, you know, send him off on this, uh, sending me off on this like happy ending, you know? Um, so I think my whole mindset, like during the whole show was like, all right, like I'm, I want to get engaged at the end of this or, you know, find someone. Okay. Um, and then when it happened, I was just, uh, I don't know how to say it. it was just kind of like, it didn't, it wasn't, it didn't just feel as good as I thought it would, you know, like the whole build up to it. And there's like a lot of missing pieces in that, in that whole show from like mine and Katie's experience. Um, you know, so it was, it was tough. Uh, you know, there was a lot to it. And at the end of the day, I wish we never did get engaged. Um, I wish we would have broke up a lot earlier. Cause I think we would actually been pretty good, you know, really good friends off of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you guys were like best friends in the beginning too. That's it, honestly. And they didn't want us talking to each other. And she was really the only person that was, you know, really open and like, you know, talking to me. No one really, they knew who I was. They're like, oh, there's this guy that's, you know, been on the show a million times, you know? Um, so she was just really easy to talk to. So we were just, you know, we were pals. Um, and then they finally let us like start really like talking more seriously. Uh, they had a whole different plan for me, I think, but um yeah you know getting engaged was probably the worst thing that that we decided to do uh but you know it is what it is and that's what the show's you know kind of about what do you think their other plan was for you when you say that um I think all right I wish you guys were just there to see this it's really just doesn't sound as good as it really was but I'm pretty sure they wanted me to be with Jen Saviano um when she came on um so I don't think they really cared what I did up until that point um what they didn't show early on I, I did spend a lot of time with Annalise um and then I ended up giving a rose to Christina um instead of her and she was obviously upset about that um but again like when I was first out there there was no one I was really truly interested in so I was just kind of hanging out on the beach just staring at the stars for like the first week um but I think you know they originally wanted me to be with someone and then put Jen out there and we end up with, with Jen. Had you expressed interest in Jen earlier on or did they just pluck her at random? I, they're just really good. And they just know that like Jen would be a girl I was into. Um, and you know, she had that whole thing with like Nick in the previous Mm -hmm. paradise where she kind of came on and, you know, I guess took him away. So yeah. Um, yeah, they know what they're doing. Okay. I feel like that's weird if they wanted you with Jen, why? Cause they held out for when her, when she came on the show, right? I totally forgot that she was even on that Me season. Too. <laughs> like, why wouldn't they put her in in original cast? So then you can like establish something with her from day one. That's weird. Yeah, no, I agree. Honestly, like looking back, I was like, who did they even put out there for me? So maybe they didn't have a right. plan. There was really nobody. I mean, they were all great. You know, everyone was great, but it was just like no one that would be like, all right, you know, she's the one I want to, you know, spend time with. There was just nobody there that I felt that way about. When you're saying that though, you're including Katie? No, like, that's why, like, I think Katie and I got, like, she was just so great to talk to. Um, And, you know, at first, obviously, you know, beautiful girl. Um, We got along really well. And she was really the only one I was interested in. Um, And that's not, like, saying anything against her. Uh, Just, like, generally speaking, she was the only person I really felt comfortable around. Um, So, you know, obviously, you build off of that. And um, that's that's really it. I mean, there was no one, uh, again, like, everyone was very attractive, uh, good people, but no one that, you know, I was really wanting to pursue. Do you, so you said that you went into paradise 
kind of already having in your head that you were going to get engaged. Like that's what you wanted. That's what producers wanted. Do you think any of that was from like, you kind of wanted to write your wrongs of the past and kind of like have that full circle, happy ending storyline since you've been through so much on the show? Absolutely. You know, um, it's been a roller coaster. So you want to, you want, you want to end on the right note, the good note. Okay. And everyone wants, you know, everyone that's on that show wants that happy ending, essentially, you know, in my mind they do, right. There's nothing really better than finding someone on the show that actually you like, um, you fall in love with them and, and, you know, all that good stuff. And it's very few and far between, but, um, you know, for me, that was the ideal end. Do you wish you didn't do that last season then given what happened? No, nah, I'm definitely happy I did it. Um, it was torturous uh, towards the end there. Um, and obviously, mine and Katie's relationship was, was you know, not, uh, not great by any means. Uh, so, you know, I think everything kind of had its reason. I've, I've definitely met a lot of great people that I'm still in touch from that season. Um, it's definitely opened up some doors for some more opportunities because we're in a different age now with, you know, social media. Uh, so I'm definitely, you know, grateful that I went back on. One more question, I guess, about this season, then we can move on. I feel like we've been talking about it a lot. Um, so it's rumored on the internet that when you and Katie went to the Paradise reunion, the producers took her ring from her and didn't allow her to have it back when she went on stage. Can you kind of explain that whole situation from your perspective or kind of how you understood like what was going on? Well, I'll, I'll give you a really quick breakdown of that whole thing. So, okay. On the, on the set, when you're still, you know, filming, they have that one day where they're like, all right, you're either breaking up or you're going to fantasy suites. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> in my mind, you know, Katie and I were a shoe in right? Fantasy suites. We're going to see where this goes. We were a pretty strong couple. Well, they had me locked up for about an hour before I went on that beach and talked to her and they were trying to convince me to break up with her. And I told them there's no way in hell that I was doing that. And I swear for an hour, they had me in this room trying to convince me to do this. And I finally, like, like, why? <laughs> I know. They're evil. I, I don't know. And I'm like, all right, well, screw it. Cause they weren't gonna let me out until I said, okay. So they send me out there. I'm already like in tears about this. Katie has no idea. So I'm sitting there for like an hour, not knowing what to say. And she's like, well, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Cause she had no idea that was just happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, they're like, all right, screw it, Chris. Like, you know, ask her the fantasy suite. This was an hour on the beach. The camera guy was about to die from heat. Um, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. And then, you know, after that, they played it where on fantasy suite night, they had Katie. They wanted Katie to break up with me on fantasy suite night. Um, obviously, we got through that. And then going all the way to the reunion, you know, I had a feeling it was going to be weird because I was the last person kind of to go out there. I was in the trailer forever, probably like six hours um, while this was all filming. And I go out there and I'm expecting like people like big round of applause and stuff. And it's just dead silent. I'm like, oh shit, this is going to be bad. Um, But yeah. And here's the thing is like, I've been around, I've been around this forever. So I can kind of expect anything for Katie. You know, that was just her second time being on the show. So it's more easy for her to kind of, you know, fall into like a a trap or, you know, not have as much leverage as someone like, I guess myself would have. So I knew she, I was with her the day before I spent a whole week with her at her house before we went and filmed. So it was Mm -hmm. like, I knew like I was going to go up there and she wasn't going to like tear me apart or like break up with me, but that was like their whole goal. So she was trying to tell me like up there that she didn't want to 
not come up there with the ring. Um, but they just took it from her. So wow. you said that uh, you said to her, then like you blindsided me, were you blindsided about what she said about not wearing the ring or was it something else? Because you said that you spent the whole week prior with her. Obviously you would have known. I was 100% blindsided. 100% had no idea. What, what pissed me off about it is that she went on, she, she kind of went with it. Um, and you know, where it could have just been like, cut it off and be like, all right, like, we'll figure this out later. But when I was trying to talk to her, like afterwards, like outside and they were following us with cameras, it was like, like, if, if you felt this way, why don't we talk about it for the last seven days we were just together? Like, why are you waiting? Why are you waiting for today? Yeah. You know, like that's never going to work. Um, I was, I was pissed. I was really pissed. And, um, but again, I don't like blame her cause it was just, it's, it's a shitty situation. Um, and you can't really, you know, prepare yourself for it. Yeah. What is the status? Uh, obviously, you're not together today, but what is the status of your relationship today? Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't speak. I mean, we talked. Uh, after we broke up, we were, like, friendly. Um, but then it was just, you know, went our separate ways. She's out in L.A. And I was, you know, I'm in Denver. And even dating, you know, long distance was pretty difficult. But, um, yeah, I haven't spoke to her in a while. Well, Speaking of dating, <laughs> that's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> how's how's the dating life going for you? It's good. You know, it's uh, it was bad for a while. Um, after Katie, I didn't date anybody really. Um, but yeah, it's recently it's been pretty good. Anyone from Bachelor Nation? Potentially. Potentially, you have been spotted a few times with someone from bachelor nation named Anna Redman. Okay. What do you have to say about that? I mean, I'm not going to confirm or deny those allegations, but uh, I know Anna, she's a great girl. So you guys are friends. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely friends. Yeah. I enjoy spending time with her. Is she the one who ordered lobster mac and cheese? Hold the lobster. That was pretty funny. You know, huh? Um, that was good. We talked about it on our last episode. Really? Um, yeah. We've been piecing together the pieces. We we have a whole segment called Creep where we are like, okay, this person was here. This person was here. Look at the backgrounds. They're hanging out. So anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, maybe you guys can ask her. Or, um, <laughs> you know, for me, it's, uh, I'm just really kind of enjoying my time, um, you know, currently dating. And I don't want to put like an extra spotlight on it by any means. Um, yeah. Because genuinely, like for the first time in a long time, like happy um oh. with no stress behind it just kind of you know enjoying um yeah good company and um you know it's very just like i said no stress very free very um natural and it's you know all of it very unexpected but obviously you know happy that it's happening well good with whoever that might be. I have no idea. I have no idea who that is, but. Oh, okay. Right. So yeah, we're not naming, we're not naming the lobster mac and cheese eater. We are just <laughs> saying in general, we are just in happy. general. Okay. Yeah. Happy, excited. Um, yeah. Really happy. Oh, well, I think, you know, people like her are very beautiful and she would look very beautiful with you. And if she, if her or anyone else in Bachelor Nation makes you happy, then I'm happy. So thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> we have to get her on the show next, I guess. Yeah, well, I asked her actually, um, but her NDA is not um, up for a little bit. So we got to wait. 
Uh, yeah, she's probably yeah, not allowed to do any of this stuff. Yeah. She's like, I can ask ABC. And I'm like, mm, I don't think ABC will let you come on ours. Not ours specifically. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. probably get a message from them after this. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime contract, baby. Come on. Wait, what do you mean? What are they going to we've interviewed so many people what you no, think I'm just, I'm just kidding well here's the thing it's like I've been doing this for a decade so yeah I, I feel like I'm I feel like they're like in my house watching me right now yeah but I mean you know your your NDA is up from your last time you probably oh, were yeah. in an NDA for like a decade I know finally <laughs> the cuffs are off the cuffs are off <laughs> I love it um so what is life like today aside from going out to dinner and having interesting food choices. What What is yeah, your day-to-day I, looking like? First of all, I don't have the interesting food choices. It's her that has the interesting food choices. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shall remain nameless, but sure. Yeah. Yes, the vague her. Exactly. Um, today, I mean, it's great. I, you know, I bought a place out in Denver. I've been living out in Denver for a couple of years now. Um, you know, working, traveling as much as I can. Obviously, COVID kind of uh, put a damper on all that stuff, but... Um, yeah, just same old me, really. Um, nothing's really changed. Uh, just kind of hanging out, doing a podcast with you guys. Yay. Well, great. Do you still have the um, bracket room? Yeah, so we closed one down during COVID, the original one out in Arlington. Um, but we still have the two locations in the airport. So one in uh, Reagan Airport, one in Dulce Airport. Then there's one in um, uh, at UIC's campus in Chicago. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so where can everyone find you? Anything you want to plug or? Uh, nothing I really want to plug. You know, they can find me on obviously Instagram and Twitter and stuff and, you know, uh, out and about in Chicago and Denver. So um, it's about it. And maybe some, you know, extravagant dinner stories on my Instagram. Yeah. Be sure to check those out. We're trying to piece together who his mystery girl could be. We'll see. But yeah, well, thank you, Chris, for coming on and spilling the tea. We've got a lot of good tea to sip on here. So you've been such a great guest. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. It's uh, always great talking to you guys. All right. Bye, (laughs) Chris. Thank you. Have a good night. Of course. You too. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice review if you think we are funny and have great non-wet blanket energy. And subscribe so you never miss a future episode. And a little uh, assignment for you this week is tell a friend about the podcast. I feel like we've had people give feedback that like their whole sorority loves to listen to it together and stuff. So everyone's just sitting in a room <laughs> listening to a podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. together. <laughs> yeah, spread the word and join our Facebook group. We've already been having so much fun talking with you guys, but we're going to be doing more giveaways there, polls, and sharing news in real time, which um, has been so fun to kind of like, you know, as soon as something breaks – we're chatting in the Facebook group with you guys first. Yeah, and so the the name of the group is obviously She's All Batch. You could type it into Facebook search for uh, under groups. However, some people have had trouble, so feel free to DM me if you need the link to the group. However, I'm going to just start putting the group link in the episode notes, so you can just mm-hmm. go there and click it, and it should bring you right there. But again, if you have any trouble, just DM me um, on She's All Batch, and I will take care of you and get you in that group. Um, this past week, we kicked off a giveaway with... FOTS Ben Higgins. We are giving away three 12 ounce bags of his generous coffee and a lot of you guys entered and we so appreciate it. And we scrolled through every single person that entered and Savannah Green, you are the lucky little gem. So I will be messaging you and I will get you in contact with generous coffee and 
keep us posted on how you like the coffee. Also, I just wanna do real quick shout out of the week. Shout out of the week this week goes to Lindsay. She said, I've caught up on all the podcasts. You guys have become my favorite podcast. It's different content than all the other accounts. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you, Lindsay. Lindsay. We love you and we hope that this puts a smile on your face when you realize that you, my friend, are shout out of the week. So make sure also too, guys, that you check out our sponsors. We have Bright Sellers and you can go to brightsellers.com slash she's all batch one for 50% off your first box. And then Beachbody, you can get 14 days free if you go to beachbody.com slash batch, B-A-C-H. And speaking of great companies, there is another great company that we just wanted to mention on the podcast. Our boy Chad, who you guys obviously know Chad Johnson. He was on the pod uh, several weeks ago and was Mm -hmm. so sweet to us. And he kicked off a new company called allfans.com. Yeah, to me it kind of feels like a mix between OnlyFans and like normal social media like Instagram because you can do kind of like any sort of thing that you want to do, right? It doesn't have and to get paid be for like it. And I feel sexual like nature and people can pay you for right. it. Right, yeah. Go to Chad's um, Instagram for more information and check it out. Um, Make sure to follow us on Instagram, she's all batch and me at Jackie Maroney underscore. And I think that's pretty much it, right? We'll see you next week. Bye, bitches. Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, one that Stephanie and I have even guested on called Love to See It. It's a smart and progressive, snarky, but affectionate dissection of reality dating shows and what they say about all of us. Culture writers Emma Gray and Claire Fallon recap shows like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and beyond. And also, guys, they break down every episode in obsessive detail. And they unpack all the weird messages pop culture sends to us about love, sex, and dating. Listen to Love to See It wherever you get your podcasts.